0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time. And here, we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you are listening to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. I am so happy to be back with you guys, you listeners of the Wellness Former Podcast. And not only that, I'm super excited to bring back one of my favorite guests. I mean, I always have excellent time with him. I don't have many guests on that that this often, so I so this is an awesome guest to have him back on so many times. It's James Fuller. Um, we talk about movement and how movement is incredibly important to our overall health. I even call movement nutrition nowadays it's it's so important that it's a, it's something that our body requires it is nutrition that we need so i am excited to bring james back onto the show and continue our conversations about the importance of movement and not just movement flexibility and strength with flexibility the more i learn about How we should be moving as human beings is we should be moving at end ranges of motion. We should be maintaining those end ranges of motion with weight against us because that's how we build strong joints. That's how we build strong muscles. That's how we build strong bodies. So, James, super excited to have you back on the show. Just a quick introduction, and then we'll dive into this awesome conversation.
1: Hey, everyone. Uh, Thanks for having me back. My name is James Fuller, born again Christian, trained. pretty much old-time strongman, which was uh, just basically back before there were a lot of uh, ways of uh, dealing with a barbell. You just had to pick it up and put it where you want it to it done. That's what I I focus on, getting people stronger and moving better.
0: And what we're going to focus on today, thanks for that, that introduction, because if you really want to get a good introduction about James, go listen to the first episode we did a couple episodes back, a couple months back, but we're going to focus a little bit more on the spine because the spine has become incredibly important because the majority of people sit the majority of the day behind a desk. And I usually tell the majority of my patients, uh, sedentary living is like the new smoking of on for your spine. I mean, it just totally causes havoc. We adapt to these positions that cause, that eventually cause pain and suffering to the majority. I mean, the majority of my patients, what do they do? They're sitting down all day. So let's, let's get in. Let's talk about the importance of the spine and how we can build strength and flexibility in our spines. First, Can
1: I, um, can I add to the nutrition you talked about, movement as nutrition, before we go too far? For, no, for sure. Just because I, I'm, and I'm not trying to be pushy, but I'm all, I'll probably forget it if I don't mention it now. Uh, whatever food you're taking, whatever nutrition you have, if you're not very active, your body's only going to get that to so much of your body. So if you want to maximize the nutrition, the food you're taking in, you have to move to be able to flush everything to get all that nutrient everywhere. You know what I mean? So you can have a vitamin deficiency or some kind of nutrient deficiency simply because you're not moving that area enough. You know, if you think about it, I, you know, it, it just makes sense.
0: It you just makes sense. Be- yeah, it just makes sense. I remember talking to some; his name's Keegan Smith many years ago, and he was just like, "Yeah, if you're not moving, your blood isn't circulating, and if your blood right. isn't circulating, you're not getting nutrition that your your body needs." And it just makes sense. And yeah, most people do not get enough movement. I mean, yeah. there's there's a, there are probably more people that are getting enough uh, high frequency weight against the muscles and bones movement but that low frequency movement that we need throughout the day no it just isn't happening and that's what and that's what we need is a lot more of that low frequency uh constant movement that our bodies need so we can get the blood flow and the nutrition flow and everything that needs to happen so we can become who we need to become
1: well, Isn't uh, isn't the uh... So iron is like the most essential element for energy. You don't have enough iron. You can't get enough oxygen attached to your blood, right? The hemoglobin, right? You just can't. So if you're not flushing your system, as in going for a nice brisk walk, 10 to 15 minutes, two to three times a day, every day, you're not getting oxygenated blood throughout your whole body. So if you're tired or lethargic, you have to, Go expend a little energy to get a little energy, if that makes any sense. But I think the payback is greater than the investment. I think a 10 to 15 minute brisk walk, like you may still be able to talk on the phone to someone or talk to a walking partner, but you're moving. It's not a, it's not a stroll. It's not a saunter. You're, you're moving, you know, for 10 to 15 minutes, two to three times a day, but you're getting all this oxygenated blood throughout your body. You're going to have more energy. It's impossible not. Let's put it that
0: way. And you're that's what, all
1: yeah. this oxygen from end to end.
0: And, and that's exactly what I do. I mean, when I feel tired, I go out and I move and yeah. I come back and I'm ready and I'm ready to get back to work. I mean, and, that, and that's yep. what and that's in a lot of people will have them tired. will well, take a rest. I'll go take a nap. But usually, yep. I mean, if you go out and move, it's enough. Of course, if you come back and you're still tired, well, then, yeah, well, your body's probably tired and, and you can go ahead and, and, and take, a, take a nap. But, but first... Go move and see what your body does. And you'll, probably, and you'll probably come back energized. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, even if you go to a 10 minute blast, just go walk like crazy for 10 minutes. And then you decide you still need to nap. Well, at least you know for sure, rather than saying, well, geez, I wonder if I should have, instead of taking a nap, maybe I should have gone for a walk. Go take the 10 minutes. Everyone's got 10 minutes. If you got time to be on your phone, you got time, you got 10 minutes. You know, it's that simple. Go take the 10 minute blast. Try to get as much oxygen in your body as you can, breathe deeply, take in as much air. And I guess I I, I assume this, but I guess I should say this. But go outdoors. If you can, go take an outdoor walk for 10 minutes because nothing beats fresh. Nothing. Especially right. this time of year in Maine. The air is so dense and clean. There's no pollen in it. There's no bugs. It's good, dense, clean air.
0: That that makes that reminds me of where we're living right now it's humid wet full of pollen
1: <laughs> but right. it's still
0: but it's still beautiful air i mean it's still i mean it's still it's there it's still that fresh air that we need right, yeah. right. but it's it's funny how we're living in the opposite sides of the world right now and how it's how we're completely different i had a i had a buddy of mine send me an send me a text it's like man thank you for sending those pictures of your garden because it's up here it's just pure snow and and it it, it depresses me just just not being able to plant something so it's like thanks for sending those pictures of down south
1: <laughs> well, so let- you know it, it's like i said if you want to get energy if you want to maximize your nutrition i don't I, I i don't believe at all that you can maximize whatever your nutrition is whether it's for dieting purposes, whether it's for gaining uh, body mass as in, as in muscle or whatever it is you're trying to do, you, you want to maximize your diet. You have to make sure that everything you're eating is getting shunted to where it needs to go. And you're not going to do that by not going for some kind of aerobic 10 to 15 minute blast two to three times a day. It's that simple. You know, I don't, it just makes so much sense. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes people will argue with me about it. And I, I don't know what to say to that. I'm like, I don't know why that doesn't seem true. You, you, you have to help your body get the nutrients to where they need to go. You know, your body will, will keep certain things online, no matter how inactive you are, your body will get blood to certain areas, but you want optimum health, then you have to do things optimal, you know? It's,
0: it's, it's, and in, in talking about that, well, the spine. So let's go back to the spine now. Yeah, I mean, so that's, so that's the, the thing, because people, people are abusing their spine, basically. They're sitting down pretty much all day long. What are, what are some of the things that we can do to make sure that the nutrition reaches, to me, one of the most important organs of the body, the spine? Because yeah. that's what houses our spinal cord. And and everything from the brain goes to the spinal cord and out and then right back so i mean it is incredibly important to have a, a healthy spine so what are some of the what, what are some of the ways we can we can get little little deeper as we go through this but what are some of the ways we can keep our spine flexible and strong
1: i uh, the first thing that i i do to approach that is i put rotation in rotation work spine. I know that people tend to either be right-handed or left-handed. I think what less than 1% of people are ambidextrous. I think it's less than 1%. I could be wrong, but it's, it's a very small percentage. So like I'm right-handed, so I'm going to be kind of torqued, turned more to my right than I am my left. And I've seen chiropractors who have been able to suss out that the, the spine, uh, the, the spinal cord is actually torqued itself. The actual cord itself is torque inside that column of vertebrae. So it'll have pressure on maybe three, four, five, we'll say thoracic, right? And by getting an adjustment, they can get that torsion off that spinal column. You know what I mean? You must, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know the exact name for it. But so if we can get people in the habit of rotating, uh, opposing that rotation, so I, I, the great thing about having two limbs, a left and a right, is I can use my stronger side to compare it to my non-dominant side and tell my non-dominant side, okay, this is how good and confident I want this to be. So I use things like a seated bent press to help people rotate, to help get, the, get that spine and shoulder back. And I have them do it side to side, so I have one set maybe start with their dominant side so they can see how comfortable it can feel. And then they'll go to the other side and it's very disjointed and uncomfortable, but it's like, okay, you've done the dominant side first. You, now you know how to get your non-dominant side to feel. And that's one of the exercises I use to get people turned where they want to be.
0: Rotation. And, I, and I've, yeah. seen that. I've seen that in my own my own and not only have i seen with my spine i've seen with my shoulder too i've when i do yeah. the when i do the seated bent press or just the bent press and thanks to you I've, that's where i learned this move from is from you is the is the mm-hmm. bent press and i love it actually just talking about it, i yesterday i was able to perform it with two 10 kilo plates for the first time i was i was, mm-hmm. it, was it was ecstatic i was like no way i did it with two two 10 kilo plates on my hand i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. so i was pretty excited about that. I, but. I noticed that on, on, I'm left-handed, but my right side, my shoulder was a lot stiffer than my left side. And that's, and that was, that was the weak point was actually the shoulder for my right side was the weak point. So it, when we talk about the spine, of course it, it goes into the other joints also just just because everything's interconnected um and it, it just interests me because you were just talking about that and it made me think it's like oh my gosh i remember that one side my my right side my my shoulder joint it's tougher to pull it back and hold that position than on my left side so super important that we work the weaker side and we build those we build those weaker sides to have the same strength as the as the as the stronger side
1: What's interesting about a traditional bent press is that what holds me back from progressing on my dominant side is the inability of the non dominant side, its weakness and immobility. So even though I'm trying to lift and get a weight overhead with my dominant side, it's the inability of the non dominant side to, to contract, rotate and to have that mobility and strength to get into position. So my, my right side's ready to go as far as the hand supporting the weight. So when, I have, when I'm on my rights when I'm on my non-dominant side, my left side, I can easily get into position because it's the right muscles, the dominant muscles, they're ready, they've got the mobility and the strength to pull and turn right where I wanna be. So it's interesting how some of these one hand lifts force a balance between the two sides if that's coming through that's what I'm trying to say I hope it's coming through so and that's that's interesting and I think that's super
0: important because we have to have that balance and most people just lift with both hands I mean you have to have that balance you have to be able to feel the strength on both sides and that's something I've been doing a lot more lately even just overhead presses with one One, one, one at a time, just to be able Mm -hmm. to see where the strength is and and what needs to be strengthened at one point, because when I do with both hands, I couldn't really, I, I couldn't feel it, but with one, you can definitely feel what needs to change. And so, so, yeah, with a lot of my exercise, I'm going one handed, even with the long bar, uh, and, and seeing how I can, how I can strengthen that one spot that needs to be strengthened.
1: Well, it's, that's why a, a side lunge can really improve your squat because when you squat, you're held back by the weakest leg because the stronger leg doesn't get to do what it wants to do because it's too busy trying to prop up the weaker leg to help the weaker leg make it through. But if you learn to do side lunges with more than half of your squat weight, so if you're doing, say, triples with 100 kilos on squats, and you learn to do triples, 55, 60 kilos on your sidelines. Now you, you've given both legs, the ability to contribute equally or closer to equal. And that'll show up in your squat. You should be getting a PR. in your squat. You know.
0: And this, the whole bent press, I mean, I'll have, we'll have to put it, you'll have to send me a video of it. You've already sent it to me, but, but, what what's the best way to start with the bent press? Is you just with weight without weight? I mean, how do, how do you usually recommend that people start with the
1: bent press? The bent press is going to be um, probably one of the hardest lifts you've ever tackled. Um, George Hackenschmidt talked about how it's one of the hardest lifts to master, and it's definitely worth it. And I'm I'm very flexible. I've done splits and side splits for decades, and I've even done a Van Dam split in a meet, picking up 150 pound. Dumbbell while in a side split on two benches. But the bent press really has surprised me with how much mobility it requires. And so therefore, it requires a lot of weight because you're going to need weight to force you into that position. If you use a lightweight, you're gonna it's gonna be too easy to use the arm to press it out. And you need a weight that is so heavy that you can't even start to move it, that you are going to have to move you have to turn and get yourself into position that you can work yourself under that weight. So let's say you're, you're pressing a 25. Do you, do most of your listeners use kilos or pounds? Probably pounds. Okay. Cause I can, I can talk to you the one. I can even talk stone if you want. Let's say, so let's say, uh, let's say someone's doing a 50 pound press, uh, a, a, a strict military press. So we'll say, uh, heels together and no moving away they can do a strict um, press with a 50 pound uh, weight either a dumbbell or a barbell both are good uh, they would probably want to use a 75 pound weight for their bent press they want something so heavy they can't even start with the arm strength it is just simply too heavy and it's something that's going to force them but they're going to have to start by turning to create a shelf they want to turn until they create a shelf with all the bunched up muscle of obliques and lats, particularly the lats, acts as a shelf to hold the arm. And then they start leaning away and try to wedge that arm under the weight. They're trying not to move the weight horizontally. They're more just trying to move themselves below the weight if they can. Because it's a heavy support. But if you use too light of weight, it's too easy to start pushing up with the hand. Because you, if, whenever you try to push with the hand, even with a heavy weight, if it's going to move, it's going to move sideways on, you because you can't lift it, and, you're, and it's looking for a way to release that pressure of you pushing into it. So you need something heavy enough that it forces you into position, forces you to turn to get under it. So that means gonna be, it's going to take time.
0: And that means a lot of times weights, you're not going to be able to lift the weight. You're going to have to drop the weight. Correct. I mean, for correct. The, I mean, at, at, at the beginning, as you, as you first try and get to that position, you're going to be dropping weight. And, and, yep. and, and that's something that just has to be, I mean, that's just, it's normal. I mean, don't worry about it. It's yep. something that's going to, it's, it's part of the process.
1: You can catch it if you want. Like I've been catching most of mine right now. So if you want to challenge yourself to catch it, you can, but if you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't, it's up to you. Um, but uh it's uh, very rewarding, even though like I haven't finished, I have finished one bent press lift out of my last six full workouts. So one one time did I finish the lift. But I'm telling you, I am getting very mobile in that position. And it is torque and a bunch of stuff that I didn't realize I thought. I thought I was having a shoulder issue because my shoulders traditionally have always been troublesome. Sometimes. So whenever something isn't going well, and I, I feel like it's a shoulder issue, I just trust that it's something that i grew up with. And I'm realizing that it's I really had a mobility issue on one side. And it's really changing some stuff, firing in my back on my right side. And so it's a very extreme position. But it is... It's amazing what it's doing to my spine. It is really shifting a bunch of stuff back to where it belongs. You know, it's pretty interesting. So it's, it's worth the work. It's going to be intimidating, but just drop it if you got to, because it's going to force you into position. You're going to cramp. It's just like any new movement that forces you into, into an extreme position. There's going to be cramping because muscles aren't used to being contracted that deep. And on the other side, stretch that. So yeah, it's not going to be comfortable, but I guarantee you it will be worth it because you're going to feel a lot of stuff shift and move. You're going to feel, I don't know, it's going to feel better. You're going to be turning stuff back where it belongs and it feels good. It feels really, you know,
0: I, and I can, yeah, I can bow for that because it, it's an exercise that I really enjoy doing. And, and I, and I'm, and I was one of those that probably didn't put enough weight onto it and i probably at the beginning used arm strength instead of just letting my spine rotate and using my body but nope. and so i i kind of failed it but as I could continue to put more and more weight in and and I felt the biggest and it's funny that you talk about because I felt the biggest change I felt the most I felt the best after what I just told you how I was able to do, finally do those those 210 kilo plates one on the other and hold that in my hand and I could finally get that because they fall off my hands quite they they would fall like I wasn't able to get to a certain point and I and but that one time where and it felt like it was it was It was all body, it wasn't my arm, it was all my body just moving into the position, just holding that position and letting my body do, and then my arm finally lifting lifting the weight to the top but it, it, it felt different. So that does make a lot of sense. Is we want to try to make it as heavy as possible so you can get all that rotation. And I understand that we need a lot more rotation because the majority of us, we're just going front and back, front and back. There's no, we, there's not much rotation in, in our daily activities anymore. So if we can put our, our spines into extreme rotation, uh, I that can only help us to improve our flexibility and strength in, in our trunk. And that'll just make, make us a lot more healthier. What about uh
1: when I, when I'm done, I feel, I feel stacked. My back feels stacked. My back feels like everything is vertically where it's supposed to be. It feels like I could support a ton of weight. when I'm done. Everything just feels, it's hard to explain, but it feels stacked. I can feel, you know, traps, Rhomboids, lats, uh, erectors from the neck, uh, thoracic area, all the way down to the low back. Everything feels stacked in place and ready to go. It's almost uh, like you've shuffled everything in order, put it where it belongs, because it just feels like it's ready to support a bunch of weight, if that makes any sense at all. But it really feels like, okay, let's go. Like I woke up the next day, I was sore, but it's like everything felt like ready to go vertically stacked, you know, it just felt, it's hard to explain. I wish I could give you a taste of that feeling. You'd be like, Oh, that's a good feeling because it feels solid, you know, not that it felt tight, but everything just felt like very upright and exactly where it should be. It just felt really good. Yeah.
0: And I imagine, I imagine that, that just feels great. And what, what, what do you recommend as, as repetitions, as, as how often do we do it? Do we do it two two to three times a week? I mean, what do you usually recommend for the bent press?
1: Probably twice a week because it's, it's heavy and it can be intense and it's intimidating. That's why I know sometimes, you know, well, a lot of times people go lighter than they should and it's because they don't understand it, A, and B, it's because they are, um, they're intimidated and that's fine. Sometimes it takes time to get used to using enough weight to get a response you know what i mean i'm not going to yell at someone because they're going way too light i have to go with what someone's comfortable doing but once they can kind of get a little more weight that forces them down and like well i'm having trouble getting into position it's like good more weight will fix that (laughs) and so I would love to finish a bent press lift, but I'm I'm more concerned with getting rotated enough to have a ledge for my arm to sit on. If I don't rotate enough, I'm not gonna be able to set my arm very solidly. It's gonna be either too far to one side or too far over to the back. And it's like, I need to rotate enough. And so I need a weight that really makes me crank myself around to get that ledge because basically if you think about the rib cage you know if this is your armpit the rib cage comes out right it's bowed okay and we're trying to use that to our advantage to create an apex right or to to use the apex of that that height of that rib cage okay so we we're, we're going it's a it's a body support lift very little actual lifting goes on it's it's actually um, when you said body earlier you can feel your whole body, you, you know, getting the lift supported. Uh, some people call it a body press instead of a bent press. and I've always thought that was a good name because it's not really a press like you're actively pressing. So you're, you're, you're getting twisted around. You, have your, you start with the arm on the hip. You start to lean away from the weight. Your arm starts going, riding up the ribcage until finally you get it into your shoulder joint. You wedge your arm under that weight. And you have that support in the shoulder joint. I get why that's intimidating because how much if if we just put a weight on your shoulders to support versus how much you could just pick up off the squat rack, it, it could be a huge 10%, 20% difference. So it's it's it can be intimidating. I get it. I get why people go too much. But once they realize that heavy weight is the answer, even if you don't finish the lift, the fact that it's forcing you into that position and it's not very comfortable you put it down you walk around you wow i'm a lot looser and i got a lot more you know so it's almost like a training partner who helps you do, do a partner assisted like someone who's if you're on the floor to, trying to touch your toes and you get a partner gently pushing on your back kind of the same idea except you get to pick how much weight you use and you get to pick when the weight stops putting pressure on you by putting the weight down
0: and and if you're not able to finish the lift it doesn't matter. You pick up the same weight and you try again. Right. And, yes. and, and, you, and you just keep on and you just keep on trying with the exact same weight until eventually you'll you will be able your body will recognize the weight and you'll be able to you'll be yep. flexible and strong enough to be able to finally do it, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not- and, I, and I I I switch each. So I'll do one attempt on one side and I'll immediately or not immediately, but I will next do an attempt on the other side. Rather than doing all one side, I want there to be a going back and forth. I want this to get a feel for this side to go, okay, that feels, all right, let's try to get the other side to feel as good as that, you know, and I use that feedback.
0: And how many, how many failed attempts do you usually do? I mean, like for a workout, how many, how many would you, what's
1: normal for you? Oh, maybe 20, 25. I see. Well, that could be an even number. So it could be 24, 26. Cause it's, I'm doing the same amount on each side. So sometimes it's, yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be sometimes 15, sometimes 15 attempts on each side. i to think of it, you know, it depends on if I, if I've got a really good groove going and I can feel improvement, I can feel it's improving. I'm going to go until I feel like I'm getting tired and I'm not going to improve anymore, you know? It's kind of the same thing with everything else. You keep practicing. It's it's practice. It's just like swinging a bat or shooting hoops. You practice until your body's like, okay, we've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, I'm tired. Leave me alone. So it's the same thing.
0: Yeah. And I I, since since I've been doing the same exercise, the standing the standing more than the sitting, I, I I've been able to feel. a a big difference in my hip joints too, just in, even in my hip joints. I remember once at one time at the beginning, I would feel, I'd feel discomfort, not discomfort. I'd feel different in my right hip than my left hip. It was just a little bit tougher, but, but since I've been doing this more constantly, I'm that, that has gone away too. I don't feel that discomfort in my right hip anymore when I'm in that position anymore. So, I mean, I can say the same thing. It's helped me quite a bit too. Cause, cause I can, I can feel the difference too. So not only in my spine, but in my, in my hips. And like I said, my shoulder joint, my, my right shoulder, my right shoulder joint also.
1: My, uh, my side hips definitely get opened up doing this. Definitely. Especially on my right side, I will get um, a lot of TFL opening. Definitely. Definitely. That. Mm. And uh, lateral part of my uh, hip flexor, lateral It's interesting and I will get, get that. It's pretty interesting, pretty interesting, you know, and it's going to depend upon your habits, how you sit, how much you sit, you know? So it's gonna, it's gonna not feel good at first, but it's going to be worth it. I can tell you that. And when you're finishing lift like you, like you're doing, you're finishing a lot of your lips. It builds a lot of rotator cuff strength because you're holding a lot of weight overhead, you know? More than you probably would press. You know, so um, think about some of these guys were bent pressing on the order of three times what they could military press with one hand. And imagine what that does. You know, they just didn't have a lot of shoulder injury back then because they had really strong shoulders from holding a lot of weight. Some of the guys could bent press more than their two hand clean injury. You know, so. It's 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 got a lot of potential.
0: Yeah. What about what about flexion and extension? What are what are some movements that you recommend for flexion and extension of the spine?
1: I don't do much for flexion because I feel like we've already got too much of this going on. I mean, if somebody needs it, I'll put it in. Most people don't need it. Uh, if they do need it, it's probably on the other end of their spine. So we're talking like uh, caesec from low back, I will have them do uh, a zercher over knees. So what that is, if there's a bar on the floor, you have plates on it, you squat down to it, put your elbows, the crook of your elbows under the bar. And instead of start pushing with the legs, you pull the bar up over the knees until you're sitting in a full squat position and upright, and then stand up, come back down, put the bar back down over the knees, pick it back up off the floor. So there's a lot of um, rotation in the sacrum caustics area and it really leaves a lot of pressure. It helps round, get it stretched out in your lower back. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. And it, well, it makes a lot of sense to me because I've done that and I've actually asked you for help on that lift and you helped me, uh, you helped me fix what I was doing wrong on that lift. So I remember, and yeah, I remember yeah. the next time I did it and I focused more on using shoulders and actually using the, the lower part of my spine. Ooh, what a change that made. So yeah, I, I mean, again, we'll, we'll probably put a video in, in the, as a link, but I, if you do that exercise correctly, you'll definitely feel in, in 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 what is your 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 lower back for sure.
1: And then, if you want extension, I'm still a big fan of neck bridges. I think neck bridges solve a lot of problems. I think they help, you know, pull everything back, open up the chest, pull the shoulders back. Uh, it's it's not fun to do, but it's easy to put it that. Way. You don't need a lot of equipment. You can do it while watching TV and the commercial or two comes on. do them for a you know, few seconds. If that's all you can do, you can only do what you can do. No sense beating yourself up over it, but you work up over time. Um, they're great before squats or be, before behind the neck presses, because it helps pull everything back. Like the day before you're going to do squats. If you really push doing your neck breaks, your squats are going to be easier to get under that bar because you've pulled everything back. You've primed everything. But I, I find that really helps people who are too much of this at work, shoulders forward and on their phone, you know, doing this all the time, you know?
0: And, and those neck bridges. I mean, is that with, is, I mean, are you explaining that you're actually on your, your head or do you use your arms to hold yourself up?
1: You can use your arms. I would try to graduate. Like I, I can get into position without using my hands. I just lay on the floor. And I can go up onto my neck, uh, up onto my forehead, and try to lean forward. And I try to push forward a little bit the whole time when I'm doing it. And uh, it'll improve. It's going to look and feel like crap. It's like, a, it's like the piano. You can't learn to play the piano in one lesson. You can't. And if you can do neck bridges the first time, you do them fine. It doesn't really matter where you start. It doesn't really matter where you end up. It just keep working at them and get better at them. The goal is to just get better, you know, and you will reap the benefits of that. Absolutely. There's no way you can, you know. <clears throat> but I would try to work up to not using your hands to get into position. But if you're gonna use your hands, you gotta start somewhere. I can't, you know, get upset with people that they gotta start where they gotta start. They gotta start where they gotta start. It's fine, you know.
0: And I think that's I think that's probably one of the most important points. I mean, we talked about doing exercise and everything, like that, but what's so important is consistency. And practice yep. and continue yep. to continue to constantly do it if we can if we can if we can turn it into a lifestyle something that we that we look forward to do uh it it just makes it makes health so much more simple and so much easier and the more we move the easier life is less le- less lesions less less pain yep. and 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 just a lot easier to do our normal activities of daily living so we've talked about the uh, excuse me
1: well, I'm just thinking even even if it doesn't give you great results doing something like a neck bridge or a bent press, but if it it's going to give you more awareness of when you're doing things with your body, you shouldn't. You're, it's going to give you more awareness of when your posture isn't. It's going to, that can be a big help too, you know? Oh yeah. I don't know. It's something to consider, you know? And, and that's why I love the whole
0: lifting one side of your body because it helps you, it helps you see where, where you need to improve when, you, but when you're lifting with both sides, it's, it's hard to see, feel and, and see what needs to be improved. So that's, that's why I really like the lifting on one side, but the consistency that that's so important. So important. So if we can vent, so we've talked about the bent press. We've talked about that one exercise, I don't remember what the name is, but where you put the bar between your, I mean, the oh. inside of your elbows. And
1: yep. I and just call it a, a Zurcher pullover, pull it up over your knees.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, the, and then the neck and then the neck that's bridge, those three right there. I mean, that's a great start of, of being able to increase flexibility and strength of our spine and if we got a strong and flexible spine i mean i would s- not not only the majority of physical well, pains and ailments but so much of what we are experiencing in life i mean cuz the spine like i said as we started this house is what is the most important organ of the body our spinal cord i mean everything that we experience in life goes through that comes out and goes back into the brain and so it's the communication and if so if we can have a healthy spine life in general is just so much better and that's it mm-hmm. i mean just just start with those three exercises three ex- exercises and, you, and you'll build a stronger and more flexible spine but mm-hmm. like like we were talking about um it, it's it, more than anything it's being consistent being consistent with what you're willing to do and put yourself into positions that are un Comfortable, or get out of that. Get out of your comfort zone, and, and really push yourself, and let your and let your body move into positions that you're not normally, or maybe didn't even think your body could even get into that position. But it can. It, it might take time, but it can.
1: <laughs> I know they're gonna hurt, and I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you it won't. I'm not gonna tell you. It. I get frustrated with with bent presses and neck bridges, but I know it's worth it. You know, uh, I know that. If we have been doing certain things with our bodies, the not the best posture by looking down on our phone for how many years? Well, it's not gonna be one or two or three workouts that are gonna to, gonna to help offset that. It's gonna take time. It's, oh, yeah. it's gonna to, took time to dig that hole, it's gonna take time to fill that hole. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that
0: I wrote I wrote on Instagram the other day I said health is not easy and it takes your whole life. It is simple right.
1: though. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so it's it's good to feel better you you know no one lays in their deathbed saying i wish i didn't do all that work to feel better
0: Uh, for sure oh yeah (laughs) i mean so and again i mean those three exercises we're going to put them in the show notes so go see james doing those so you can learn them and secondly if you have a question ask them like i always do because i have questions i do it and, and sometimes it doesn't like I think I'm doing it right, and I'll send him a video, and he's like, "No, that's not right. So do it like this," and he'll and he'll he'll let you know. So start doing these exercises, and I it I promise you, your spinal strength and flexibility will be improved, and with that, so much other things are going to be improved in your life. Uh, again, James, thanks a ton for coming on. Your 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 knowledge is you. is been helping me a lot. that's why I keep on bringing you on because I can see improvement in my flexibility, in my strength. So if I can see that with myself, I know it can help other people. And that's why I love bringing you on and and talking about these important, these important topics of, of how we can build healthier beings, healthier people. So we can do what we're supposed to be doing here, serving each other. Um, Any last words before we end this conversation?
1: Um, just uh, don't give in to the fear. Um, I saw uh, somebody, people send me posts all the time. And uh, I saw a post about an old time strong, uh, strongman exercise and why it's not good to do. And, and it talked about how the spine is twisted. And I'm like, well, yeah, the spine is twisted, but you're controlling the twist. You're choosing how much weight. It's not like someone tackling you or trying to grab a ball from you in the ball court. It's a controlled setting. You have muscles that actually rotate the spine called rotators. Uh, Life is going to try to twist you. And so the the post was aimed at fear, fear of of twisting your spine. It's like, don't be, because whatever you're not training is getting weak. It's as simple. So life's going to twist your spine, whether you want it to or not. You're going to have situations where you're going to get twisted. You may fall. You may be in a car accident. It could be, who knows? So why not be prepared for that? Why be scared of something your body can do? Why not say, well, I guess maybe I had to start figuring out how to get strong, right? So just don't give in to the fear. Don't pay attention to people trying to scare you into not moving. Someone's scaring you, trying to scare you into not moving. Does that really sound like someone who knows what they're talking about? You know? It doesn't sound like a, a, you know, someone who really knows what's going on, how do you how do you how do you tell me not to do something with my body that there are muscles that are designed to do that with my body that doesn't make any sense to me so just don't give in to the fear trust your body learn some anatomy learn what muscles you do have and what they really do and don't do. you know knowledge is power you know don't just trust me don't just trust what you see in a video you know, do some reading pick up an anatomy book you'll you'll be surprised what you learn about the human body
0: thanks a ton. Um, I couldn't, couldn't end better. Don't be afraid. And, and not only if not in movements, but as James and I were talking before we even got started of so many other things, tackle ethics, yep. the take them head on, take the things head on, and you will see that you will be better off in the future. Thanks so much for those, mm-hmm. those great, uh, ending words and Well, we'll end this conversation here and hopefully we'll have you on again and continue to talk about the importance of of movement and how we can become more flexible and more strong.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did with James Fuller. Such a great guy. I love talking to him about movement and health. Remember, this is a grassroots movement. This grows because we gr- we get the word out one person at a time. You talk to somebody. I talk to somebody. We get this out one person at a time. A great way to get this, the word out even faster is by leaving a review for the podcast. S- something so simple as going to iTunes, typing in the Wellness Farmer podcast, going to the very bottom, and, and leaving a, uh, a review of the show and rating the show helps get the word out. If you could do that for me, I would appreciate that more than you know. Remember, join my email list to never miss an episode. And by doing that you also get my book, Earth and Us Healing Naturally, absolutely free, among other things. And if you want to help me out, buying my books for yourself or for others is a great way to support and get the word out. Give playing in the dirt, the four pillars of health and a short ebook called Mental Well Being Made Simple on my website are all great ways to help me out to support my work if you're in the States I'm going to make it even easier to give my books as a gift so if you use if you're listening and you use the offer which is gift when you buy two or more books you get 30 more percent off the reduced price already so go get your go get books for some for as gifts and give them to loved ones and finally join my membership where we go so much more deeper into how we bring the garden and our connection to nature and earth into the forefront of our journey for greater health and well-being. The sale has ended, so we are now officially in February, that's not a reason to join. Go join at pastosverdesfarm.com slash subscription and let's start this journey together. We need community more than ever. And if it starts as a virtual community, that's fine, but as we move forward, we will become closer and closer and help each other more and more. See you guys next week.